New Light Radio Drama presents A Ghost of Christmas Past, a new radio drama in two parts based on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Adapted and directed by Ashley Wasmond, with music direction, original music and lyrics by Kristen Hedberg. This audio drama was created and produced by Western Carolina University's School of Stage and Screen. Please sit back and enjoy part one. self-contained and solitary as an oyster in his tight shell of business and the bottom line the cold within his heart froze the scowl upon his face nipped his pointed nose shriveled his cheek to hollow stiffened his walk made his eyes dry red and his thin lips tight and blue no wind that blew was bitterer than he no falling snow was more intent upon its purpose of smothering out that which was below it than Ebenezer Scrooge. 
Men, women, children, and even the blind man's dog ducked into doorways and alleyways when they saw him coming. <laughs> A self-made man of business. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever stopped him in the street to say, with gladsome looks, My dear Scrooge, how are you? When will you come see me? Self-made, yes. Unfortunately. But what did Scrooge care? It was the very thing he liked. To edge his way along the crowded paths of life, wanting all human sympathy to keep its distance. For he cared nothing about offering his sympathy in return. It would prove too costly for his bottom line, one can presume. And yet... Humbug! It is Christmas Eve. Scrooge sits busy in his counting house, his office door shut to any draft, be it wintry air or human contact, for he is not to be bothered. His clerk, Bob Cratchit, sits at a tiny table near the outer door in his thin outer coat. Outside is cold, bleak and biting. The fog pours in at every chink and keyhole. It is so dense that even the buildings just across the street seem mere phantoms in the night. And inside, a single coal fuels a minuscule fire. It was all that Scrooge would afford, leaving Bob Cratchit to warm his frozen fingers by candlelight. And all through the street, in the square, in the market, the promise of Christmas draws near. There's glee in the songs of the caroling choir. The kindly soul blesses all the world of things. Correct it! Yes, Mr. Scrooge? Here's a ghost of an idea. Rather enjoy the sound of your pen, keeping the accuracy of the books than your toe, keeping the time of some frivolous jig. Hmm? Oh, yes, sir, of course, sir. Sorry. Bob is silenced. Well, momentarily, at least. Cratchit! <laughs> so sorry, sir. It's just Christmas is in the air and... Oh, I know exactly what is in the air. I do not need to be reminded. For one cannot walk ten yards down his own street in simple pursuit of his office without a destitute passerby mistakenly believing he wants happy Christmas shouted in his face or hearing a wretched simpleton melody about cheer and bells sung by a roaming gaggle of snot-nosed children. Why in God's name is there so much snot pouring out of them all the time? Snotty, off-key bell songs. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Hello! (laughs) Merry Christmas, sirs or madams, whatever ye shall be, and there are plenty of other options if those two don't fit the bill. Like what? Oh, um, champions, rogues, phantoms. <laughs> phantoms? Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. Have I the pleasure of addressing Scrooge or Marley? Mr. Jacob Marley died seven years ago this very night. Oh, a phantom it is then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I am very sorry to hear it, sir. But we have no doubt his charity is well represented in his surviving partner. Charity? (laughs) I believe you have the wrong address. At this festive time of year, Mr. Scrooge, it is customary for those that are fortunate, like yourself perhaps, to help those that are less fortunate, the poor and homeless who suffer these injustices greatly. And so, a few of us from the women's organisation are endeavouring to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. We choose this time because it is a time of year when want is keenly felt and abundance rejoices. And so, Mr Scrooge, what can we put you down for? Tell me, ladies, are there no prisons? Plenty of prisons, sir. And are there no poor houses? Uh, Too many poor houses, I'm afraid. (laughs) Then let them go there. But, sir... As a stand-up and model citizen of this country, I pay taxes. 
that much to my dismay are then freely given to help support these prisons and poorhouses. They certainly cost enough, and so those who are badly off must go there. Or what's more, if it's not too terribly inconvenient for these parasites as they sit at home waiting for your meat and drink and warmth to be hand-delivered to them, perhaps they should consider walking outside and down the street to find their own work and their own source of basic comforts. Now that would be festive. But many can't simply find these things. And many would rather die than go to those wretched prisons and poor houses. Then if they would rather die, let them die. It is their right and freedom to do so. And what's more, think of what good could come from a decrease in the surplus population. But, sir! Madams, uh, it is simply none of my business. And in fact, As much as I've enjoyed the debate, my actual business has now been gravely interrupted and neglected. I must return to it. Good afternoon. But, sir... Good afternoon! As you wish, sir. And good afternoon to you. Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Merry Christmas, friends. Friend indeed. Thank you. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! the season with warmth and family, and not refuse the invitation yet again this year. <gasps> Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Fred. Merry Christmas, Clara. Lovely to see you both. Our love to you and your family this season. And how is Tiny Tim? Well, thank you. Excited for Christmas, to be sure. Oh, one can imagine such an exciting time for children. (laughs) And what time should we be expecting you this evening, Uncle? How is not in this lifetime, Fred? Oh! (laughs) Your humor is maturing alongside your age, Uncle. It warms me to hear it. Now, how is seven o'clock? Clara and I will... Humbug! Christmas a humbug, Uncle. Ah. You don't mean that, I'm sure. No, I do. Merry Christmas. Tell me, what right do the two of you have to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're... Poor enough. Oh, come then. What right have you to be so dismal? You're rich enough. Don't be cross. Oh, what else can I be when I live in a world of fools such as this? Merry Christmas. What's Christmas time to you, Fred? But a time for paying bills without money. A time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer. And a wife to support? Oh, if I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding. Uncle! And buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Uncle! Nephew, you keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. But you don't keep it. Then let me leave it alone then. (sighs) Much good it may do you. Much good it has ever done you. There are many things from which I might have derived good by which I have not financially profited. Christmas among the rest. But I am sure Clara and I have always thought of Christmas time as a good time. A kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time. The only time I know of in the long calendar of the year when men and women seem to open their shut-up hearts freely. Open their hearts. Mm. Yes, and therefore, uncle, though it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe that it has done me good and will do me good, and I say Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Cratchit! Sorry, sir. One more sound from you, and you'll keep your Christmas by losing your position. You're quite a powerful speaker, Fred. I wonder you don't go into Parliament. Dine with us, Uncle. No. But, but why? Oh, Fred, why did you get married? Because I fell in love. Because you fell in love. 
That's the one thing in the world more ridiculous than Merry Christmas. Good afternoon, Fred. Uncle, please. Good afternoon. I, I am sorry with all my heart to find you so resolute. We have never had any quarrel to which I have been a party, and I do not understand why we cannot be friends. Friends? (laughs) I have come to you year after year to welcome you to our home as part of our family and in honor of Christmas, in honor of my mother. And, like her, (laughs) I intend to keep my Christmas humor to the end. And so... Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. Good afternoon. Very well. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas, Bob. Humbug! I suppose that closes the day then, Mr. Scrooge. And let me guess, you'll want the whole day off tomorrow, I suppose. If quite convenient, sir. It's not convenient! And it is not fair! If I was to stop half your pay for it, you'd think yourself abused, I imagine. And yet, you don't think me abused when I pay a day's wages for no work? It's only once a year, sir. A poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. (sighs) But I suppose you must have the day. Oh, thank you, sir. But be here all the earlier the next morning. Yes, sir, of course, sir. Merry Christmas, sir. Cricket! Sorry, good evening, sir. Ah, bah! Bob Cratchit rushed home to join his family for Christmas festivities. Carolers and the cheerful laughter of each passerby lighted his way as he went. Father! Tim, there you are. And all through the streets, in the square, in the market, the promise of Christmas draws near. There's glee in the songs of the caroling choir. The kindly soul blesses all the world and brings good cheer. Families, dear friends, neighbors, share and embrace. And lift our hearts for Christmas Day. (laughs) Scrooge shuffled out of the counting house and into the cold, frozen air. The fog on his path thickened as he made his way home down darkened streets. As he traveled the damp, deserted alleyways, the festive sounds of the season grew thin and distant. Foggier yet, and colder. Piercing, searching, biting cold. Scrooge's heart quickened as he walked. He could see almost nothing. The distant sounds he heard before now turned to only the tremulous vibrations of the church tower bell in the whispers of the wind. What? Who's there? (sighs) Still, Scrooge slowly made his way home in the dense fog, groping with his hands and relying solely on his familiarity with the journey to get him there safely. Finally, he arrived. He sighed heavily upon seeing the knocker on his own door as he reached for his own key. What on earth was that? At this time, it would be important to remember that Jacob Marley was dead to begin with. Hello? Who's there? Scrooge knew Marley was dead. Scrooge? Marley? What's the meaning of this? In fact, Marley was dead as a doornail. And there was no changing that fact. Just as there was no changing the fact for the others who were gone from this earth, buried deep, now sealed away in Scrooge's distant memory. Oh, come then. Is someone in there? Uh, uh, Out with you! As Scrooge looked fixedly at the phenomenon before him, it was suddenly a knocker again. Uh, Bah! It is nothing. Nothing! Oh, come then, Ebenezer. All this talk about Christmas has you seeing fancies. Humbug! With renewed constitution, Scrooge put his hand upon the key, turned it steadily, and walked in. 
as he did. Hello? Bah! Safely inside, Scrooge walked carefully up the dark stairwell to his chambers, <sighs> checking each of his rooms and locking them before retiring to his bedroom. There now, no surprises. Quite satisfied, Scrooge mumbled through his usual evening rituals. Ugh, Christmas blur. That Fred has me all wound up again. Oh, every damned year, that one. An annual reminder of the stupidity that indefinitely plagues one's family, to be sure. And to suggest that I'd rather be eating a miserable dinner at his house, strangers cackling with excessive drink and relentlessly squawking all night. <laughs> oh, it's barbaric in truth. Not one holy, decent thing about it. Comfortably seated with his cold bowl of gruel in hand, Scrooge settled, albeit briefly, into his customary solitude. Ah, that's better. Now this is holy, decent. Who's there? Hello? Come home, Ebenezer. Scrooge. Gather your things, Ebenezer. Hello? Scrooge! How now? Uh, what on earth? What do you want with me? Much. Who are you? Ask me who I was. Who were you then? In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Nonsense! Jacob Marley is dead! You don't believe in me? In reverence to fundamental logic, no, I do not. I do doubt your senses, Ebenezer. Because they are so easily tricked. You, for instance, are, are nothing but a, a, a slight disorder of the stomach. An undigested bit of beef. A fragment of an underdone potato. Oh no, there's more of gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are. Fool, oh, listen to me! Oh, mercy, dreadful apparition! Why do you trouble me? Do you believe in me or not? I do, but then why do you come to me? It is required of every spirit to wander through the world after death, to witness what it can no longer share, but what might have shared on Earth. Wander the world? It sounds like an absolute nightmare to me. Why do you wear those chains? I wear the chain I forged in life. I made it link by link and yard by yard of my own free will, greed and blindness. That seems an odd choice of craft in the afterlife for a former man of business. Fool, listen! I am chained for eternity to my ledgers, my cash boxes, my deeds, and heavy purses now fall under closed padlocks with unmatched keys. I carry with me the heavy burdens I wield in life. Does it not look familiar to you? No, it does not. It is the weight and the length of the chain you yourself wore seven Christmas Eves ago, and you have labored on yours ever since. Was this a ponderous chain, Scrooge? Oh, Jacob, tell me more. Speak comfort to me. I have none to give, nor may I stay. My spirit never walked beyond the walls of our counting house. I never considered those I passed in the streets. Mark me, Ebenezer. In life, my spirit never endeavoured beyond the narrow limits of our money-changing hold. Therefore, in death, I am forbidden to linger anywhere and must wander. Only eternal weary journeys lie before me. One should think you've covered a good bit of ground in seven years, Jacob. Perhaps you can just walk slightly faster for the last bit. Oh, listen to me! No rest, no 
peace, only the endless torture of regret. Ah! Oh, but you were always a good man of business, Jacob. Businesses. Mankind was my business. Charity and mercy were my business. Hear me, Ebenezer, my time is nearly gone. I will, Jacob. I am called here tonight by a wandering soul. A ghost I cannot name. It sends warning to you, but also a hope of escaping my same fate. Take heed. Oh, you were always a good friend to me, Jacob. It is not I who you should thank for this visit. Whom should I thank you then? You will be haunted by three spirits. Is this the hope you speak of? Because if it's all the same to you, I think I'd rather not- Quiet! Without them you have no hope. Expect the first spirit tomorrow when the clock chimes one. Expect the second the next night at the same hour. And the third upon the next night at the same. Oh, couldn't I take them all at once and have it over? <laughs> I must leave you. <laughs> Look to see me no more, Ebenezer. <laughs> Only remember what has passed between us. And listen to the sound. What sound? Listen! himself alone once more in his bedchambers. He checked the locks on the door once more. He tried to say, uh, Humbug. Uh, hum. But stopped at the first syllable. And being exhausted from the emotion he had undergone, or his glimpse of the invisible world, or the lateness of the hour, he went straight to bed and fell asleep upon the instant. But Scrooge would not be asleep for long. One o'clock. Molly said the first spirit would appear at one o'clock. Bah! Nothing. As I suspected. It was all simply a dream. Or rather, a nightmare. Yes, a Christmas nightmare. <laughs> all right, Ebenezer. Back to sleep, old man. Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold me? I am. And was it you who sent Jacob Marley to my chambers? It was not I who sent him. Well, who and what are you then? I am the spirit of Christmas past. Long past? No, your past. But well, why are you here? I too am sent by a ghost I cannot name. For your welfare... Pardon my frankness, but I do believe a full night of uninterrupted rest would be in service to my welfare. Rise and walk with me, Ebenezer. We must go quickly. Out the window? <laughs> but spirit, I am mortal and liable to fall. Bear but a touch of my hand. I shall guide you safely. Oh, I must be truly out of my mind to agree to this. <sighs> Where are we? Over an ocean? A, a, a sea? Uh, hold me tight! Don't let go! Spirit, what is that sound? What sound? That voice. Pray, who is it? Take heed, Ebenezer. Spirit, 
I know this place. Good God, I was a boy here. The very road, this road, led to my old school. You remember the way? Remember it? I could walk it blindfolded. Strange to have buried a tit memory for so many years. And spirit, here is my school. I can't believe it. Ha! It is only missing the sound of my boyhood friends. Racing up the stairs after class, shouting to one another across the fields in the afternoons. I suppose it's now left deserted. Ah, not quite. One solitary child is left here still. Bye, Wilkins. Uh, goodbye. Safe travels. Merry Christmas, Ebenezer. Don't get into too much trouble while I'm away. That I cannot promise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. My spirit. It's, it's me. As a boy. Alone at school. For Christmas. Hello, young man. I'm sorry, Ebenezer, but these are merely shadows of the past. They do not see or hear us. Oh, yes, of course. A simple dream, a, a trick of the mind. What is that upon your cheek? A bah, it is nothing. N -n nothing. There was a child, a, a young girl, alone, singing a carol on the street last night. I should have liked to have given her something, that's all. Ebenezer? Fan! Dear brother! Fan! Fan! Merry Christmas, Ebenezer! Fan, why are you here? How are you here? Oh, Ebenezer, I traveled such a long way to get to you! Endless roads, rocks and divots, snow, sleet, the whole lot of it! And for hours, Ebenezer. And all that only to find that it's awfully cold and dreary here. And very quiet. And it seems so... lost, don't you think? No, I can't imagine wanting to be here at all, can you? Definitely not. So many other better places to be. Fan, stop. Why on earth are you here? Father will be furious. We have to get you back. I have the most wonderful Christmas news, my dear brother. Are you ready? Are you? Because I'm not sure. Fan. All right then. Father sent me here to bring you home. What? Home, home, home. Father sent you? But he sent me away. He doesn't want me home. Yes, it was hard after mother, but something has changed, Ebenezer. Changed? Yes. He's softer. He speaks more gently, at the least. And one night he was in such good humor, I worked up the courage to ask him if you could come home. And he said yes! Did you hear me, Ebenezer? You ought to come home! Oh, I've missed you, little fan. You are proving to be quite the young woman now, aren't you? Yes. And father says you are to be a man. I see. Fan, father does not want me to come home. At school, I am a costly dependent for him. At home, I can be his coin purse. He wants me back only to go to work instead. Ebenezer, please, say you'll come back with me. With mother gone, I can't bear you away too. You must come home, you absolutely must. We will have Christmas. Ebenezer, and you can leave this dreadful, lonely, cold place. We can sit by the fire evenings, and you can read to me. We can read stories and imagine adventures together, and you will be warm at last, away from here, and we will be good and make Father happy, and we will sing a song we once sang with Mother. Remember this? There are presents in this world meant for every boy and girl. When they get them, children grow, giving back to friends they know. Love and kindness, sharing, caring, these are gifts you cannot sell. When you know them, come and tell. Spread the joy and ring the bell. Ring, ring the bell.
Ebenezer. We will have Christmas, and it will be the most wonderful thing in all the world. You and I will be together again. All right. All right, then. Home. For Christmas. Thank you, dear brother. Oh, hurry then. Gather your things. I'll race you to the coach. <laughs> Your sister, a pure heart, the very image of your mother. Yes, the purest. I loved her so. She died a woman and had, as I think, children? One child. Your nephew. Fred. We must continue on. Spirit, where are you taking me? Another Christmas in memory. <gasps> Come, dear Ebenezer. Hilly-ho! Deck the halls with boughs of holly! It's a fizzy wig! <laughs> Yo-ho there! Ebenezer! Dick! Do you know this place? Know it! Spirit, I was apprenticed here! <laughs> Bless his heart, it's Fezziwig alive again! Yo-ho there, boys! Present and accounted for, sir. Dick Wilkins, to be sure. Lord bless my eyes, my best friend, Dick Wilkins. Very good, my boys. No work tonight, no. Christmas Eve, Dick. Christmas, Ebenezer. Now, <laughs> let's close up shop and make ready for the Christmas party before you can say Jack Robinson. Jack, Jack Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> Mr. Fezziwig. Yes, my pudding? Haven't you forgotten something? Uh, um... The mistletoe, dear. <laughs> Aha! You are absolutely right, my pudding. My Christmas pudding. My delicious, sweet, delectable Christmas pudding. My... <laughs> oh, come, come, no, Mr. Fezziwig. <laughs> Perhaps save some for later. Ah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, all right then. Clear away, lads. We have lots of room here for... Dancing! Hilly-ho, Dick! Chirrup, Ebenezer! Hurry up, then! The guests will be arriving any moment! Spirit, I can't believe it! It's a real live fizzy party! Ebenezer! Van! Merry Christmas, dear sister! I'm so happy to see you! Well, I'd be happy to see me too, especially given that I have the most excellent present to give you, perhaps the most magnificent present ever to be given on any Christmas in memory. A present? Yes, from the past, our past. I have nothing for you. Oh, just open it, I can't wait any longer. Our past, you say? Stop blundering and open it, Ebenezer. The bell? Do you remember it? Mother's. Mother's. Yes, I found it the other day. I thought you might enjoy having it close. You can ring it whenever you are lonely to think of me. Really loudly too, so everyone nearby knows you're thinking of your dear sister, the most fantastic and intelligent and clever and wonderful sister there ever was. When you know <laughs> them, come and tell, so everyone so can ring the can bell. Ring. Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas. <laughs> Thank you, Van. It really is the most magnificent present ever to be given. You're welcome, Ebenezer. Merry Christmas. Anyway, you're looking rather well this evening. And it's a good thing, too, because there's someone I want you to meet. What? Come on! <laughs> Oh, Fan! Bell, actually. Bell. Bell. Um, Ebenezer. Scrooge. Nice to meet you, Ebenezer. Scrooge. <laughs> oh, uh, um, Ebenezer is fine, sorry. Ebenezer, then. Hello, you two. A lovely night, isn't it? And what a lovely dress you're wearing, Bell. <clears throat> Don't you agree, Ebenezer? I, uh, you, uh, uh, 
yes, of course. What a lovely dress you're wearing. Thank you. Although I prefer compliments of the mind over the cloth. Sorry. <laughs> no damage done. <laughs> attention, attention, everyone. A very important Christmas toast. Brought to you this year by both the Fezzies. Oh, how cunning of you. Why, thank you. <laughs> and in public, too. Perhaps we should pause for a brief recess before continuing. <laughs> <laughs> An intriguing proposition. <laughs> but we can't leave them waiting. <laughs> Can we not? No! <laughs> <clears throat> to Christmas, to love, to family and friends, to merriment, health and humanity the whole year through. But most of all, to dance! <laughs> <laughs> Shall the two of you have to dance? Oh! I would love to. <laughs> okay. Follow the fiddle and gentlemen bow to your lady and let your feet find the beat tapping. And ladies a curtsy, then each take a hand as you follow the fiddle to dancing land. Off we go shuffling, off we go turning, clapping and stomping and circling around. Off we go shuffling, off we go turning, clapping and stomping and dancing the sound. Follow the fiddle and lose all your troubles while clapping and tapping and dancing the sound. Come together, then retreat. Thread the needle until complete. Come together, then retreat. Thread the needle until complete. Off we go shuffling, off we go turning, clapping and stomping and circling around. Off we go shuffling, off we go turning, clapping and stomping and dancing the sound. And when you need a break, grab a nice piece of cake or an inspired a pint of ale. It's time to celebrate, let's go and emulate all of the festive and wily cheer. And when you need a break, grab a nice piece of cake or a mince pie and a pint of ale. It's time to celebrate, let's go and emulate all of the festive and wildly cheer. is over now, Ebenezer. Yet, something else was beginning. Yes? Belle. Oh, she was so lovely. We met Christmas Eve right here at the Fezziwig party. A wondrous evening. Everyone so delighted and carefree. A joyous even. A small matter for the Fezzies to make all these silly common folk so full of gratitude. Don't you think? Small? I should say not. Is it not? They spend but a few pounds of your mortal money. Is that so much that it deserves such praise? Oh, you've missed it, spirit. The Fezzies had the power to render us happy or unhappy. Our service light or burdensome. The happiness they gave... What is the matter, Scrooge? Nothing. Something, I think... 
No, oh, I should like to be able to say a word or two to Bob Cratchit just now. That's all. Spirit, do you hear that bell? Quickly, my time goes short. Spirit, the bell. Fifty-seven eighty. Fifty-seven eighty-one. No, damn, that's not correct. Ebenezer. Oh, Bell. Hello. Will you come home now? I'm very sorry, my dear, but I must work late tonight. Again. Uh, yes. Are you sure? Yes. Very well. Then I must say goodbye. Goodbye, darling. I'll see you at home. Hopefully, not too late. No, Ebenezer. Goodbye. Belle, what's the matter? I must leave, Ebenezer. For good. Leave? What are you talking about? You are my wife. We are married, if you recall. That is true. Or was true. I suppose it depends on one's interpretation of marriage. Belle, what are you saying, exactly? It matters little. To you, very little, I know. But another obsession has displaced me in our contract. And if it can cheer and comfort you in times to come, as I have earnestly tried and failed to do, I have no calls to prevent its interfering. What obsession has displaced you? A golden one, Ebenezer. Money, profits. Belle, this is nonsense. This is a simple matter of tending to very important business. The very business that keeps us secure and moving towards the life we desire to live. I will be home soon. Ebenezer, not another word. I will not hear another explanation of the space that you require. Where the world spins around on the coin. Oh, Ebenezer, listen and tell me you hear me. Don't shut me out of this moment. Once again, dismissing me. When I once was the space, the place, the face That you saw your life within when hope and love were currency I walked with you through hallways full of stories We shared the journeys full of kingdoms and quests You filled my days with tales of a world full Joy. Why did you abandon your faith in me? You closed the door on us and I must break this pattern of a conversation empty, absent of the man I used to know. I must find a love where hearts can freely beat, unafraid to live and grow. have let you go yet I would not have helped you grow I worked and pushed and thought wait plan and save and wait leave nothing to fate you patiently stood by me I silently resisted you I could never hold you back cold and alone My heart once beat freely with yours But my heart sputters Pumping no hope for love But clenching, holding tight like a fist And it shakes hard at a world that only holds the hand of a rich man. I patiently stood by you. You silently resisted me. I could never hold you back. I walked with you. Clenching. Gently hoping you would like be free. Stand. 
faces, moments, memories are not a source of mystery, and I will break well, this I pattern of a conversation live. empty. Outside, safe and simple plans. I'll break this day so you can fly away the world's too much. I would not have let you go. Unafraid. Tell me, Ebenezer, if Fan heaved you in front of me today as she did those years ago at Fezzi's warehouse party, just me, with the same lack of fortune to my name as it was then, a a dowerless orphan girl, would you seek me out and try to win me now? Say something, man. Unafraid. I would not have helped us grow. I see. And so it is with a full and sincere heart. For the man you once were that I... I release you from this most unprofitable contract. Perhaps that ring will help you balance the day's scales. And I will always love you, Ebenezer but not the Mr. Scrooge you have become. My heart once beat freely with yours. May you be happy in the life you have chosen. No. Goodbye. Say something, man! Go after her! Bah! Nothing? Fool! Alone. Again. Spirit, show me no more. Conduct me home. It was first your mother, and now Belle, but still the loss of these two was not the end of your suffering, was it? What do you mean? One shadow more. No more, spirit. Why do you delight to torture me? I do not wish to see it. Show me no more. Open your eyes, Scrooge, and listen to the sound. What sound? (laughs) Sam! Sam! The baby! Oh no! Oh no! Sam, I'm here! Sam, I love you! Not again! I cannot bear to see this! No! No! Fred! Oh, Fan! Fan, I am here! Fan, don't leave me! Fan! Fan! Spirit, remove me from this place. I cannot bear it. I told you these were tangled shadows of the things that have been. They are what they are. Remove me! Take me back! Haunt me no longer! Take me home, spirit! I demand it! Away from this cold, damp, terrible place! Startling awake from a deep snore, Scrooge found himself back in his own bed. In his own chambers, with nothing else to disturb the silence but the ticking clock. Hello? Nothing. Seeing that it had not yet struck one, and troubled deeply by what he had just seen, Scrooge sat up straight in his bed to keep meticulous watch. He could not fathom what he might face next. And being prepared for almost anything, he was by no means prepared for nothing. So, when the bell struck one and no shape appeared, he began to tremble. Hello? Is anyone there? Bah! Feeling fairly certain and satisfied that it had all been a fabrication of the mind, Scrooge crossed to the barely burning embers of his fireplace, extinguishing them with the contents of a mug. What's that? Who's there? Ah, oh, Scrooge, is it? 
Come here, son, and know me better. If I may, Mum, exactly how close do I have to get? I am the spirit of Christmas present. Please look upon me and be not afraid. I'm sent to you as a protective guide by a ghost who loves you very much. A ghost who loves me? You have never seen the like of me before, I know. Never! So, Ebenezer, are you ready to go forth with me? Are you rested and eager? Spirit, conduct me where you will. I know you cannot name who has sent you here, but if you too have something to teach me, let me profit by it. Touch my robe and... And listen, yes, I know. I, I, I mean, I am... I'm trying, at least. Is this a long journey, spirit? I imagine that is up to you, Ebenezer. Oh, there it is again, spirit. That voice. I know I have heard it before, but I can't quite remember. Please, you must know. Where does it come from? Elsewhere. And why does it sing to me? I suppose it is trying to reach your heart. Who is it? I cannot name it. Ah, here we are. Spirit, you identified yourself as a protective guide, if I recall. Well, taking me straight to this dilapidated hovel on what one can only assume is the wrong side of town does not make me feel particularly protected, if I am to be honest with you. Oh, what is the matter, Ebenezer? Are you suggesting that the sum you pay your own clerk is ill-used in keeping this home to standard? If so, I find your suggestion to be a touch offensive, don't you think? If I am to be honest with you... Is this where Bob Cratchit lives? And his wife and four children, of course. Four children? You didn't know? Well, that is strange. May I suggest lifting your eyes from your ledgers more often? Ring the bell! Ring the bell! Spirit! <laughs> yes! Peter! Oh, I got Give it! Give it back! Merry Christmas! Peter, slow down! I can't keep up! All right, children, settle down. Dinner will be ready soon. Please, go have a wash. Cat right now, Mother! I have a <laughs> and I have assisted our run. <laughs> no. Peter, get away. Belinda. Yes, mm. it's mine. Oh. Small girl, mighty fight. Oh, Belinda, give that back. <laughs> Children, <laughs> hand over the bell. <laughs> For the last time. Uh, no matter. I want to see the goose. <gasps> yes, the goose. <laughs> the goose. The goose! We, we want, want to, to see, see the, the goose! goose. <laughs> no goose until you've washed and your father is home, which should be any moment. Now go, quickly. <laughs> the, the goose! goose. The, the goose! goose. We, we want, want to see, see the, the goose! goose. <laughs> Quite the spirited troops, aren't they? <laughs> now where is your father? No Martha yet either. Goodness, where was I? Uh, the potatoes are mashed. Ah, I've yet to sweeten the applesauce. Mother! Mother! Yes? We have a serious matter. Quite serious. Of gravest sincerity. The nature of which being serious. Well, go on. What is it? It is our duty to inform you that. Mother's home! <laughs> Mother! Martha! I'm so happy you're home. I was beginning to worry if we'd see you this year. I'm sorry I'm late, Mother. We had quite a bit of work to finish up last night at the shop and then had to clear away this morning. Never you mind. You're home now. Go warm yourself by the fire. Oh, oh everyone, I see Father coming. Quick, Martha, hide. <gasps> yes, hide. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, hide. But where? Oh, Peter, sit over here at the table. <laughs> Martha, over there. Oh. Here? Oh, yes. yes, hide, yes. hurry. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Oh, children, what about me? I can't bend these old knees so low. Where shall I hide? And all through the streets in the square, in the market, the promise of Christmas draws near. There's glee in the songs of the caroling choir. The kindly soul blesses all the world and brings good cheer. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Oh, goodness. What's the matter here? Mother, where's our Martha? Oh, don't give it away, Mum. Stay the course now. Ebenezer, we are invisible. They cannot... Spirits, you're going to spoil it. Oh, she's... <clears throat> um, not coming. Not coming? I see. Oh, my, well, this is serious, isn't it? Quite serious. Of gravest sincerity. Goodness. Well, I suppose without Martha... We'll have to postpone Christmas then. And the applesauce. And the potatoes. And the goose. Not the the goose! goose. Oh no, you don't, Cratchit. We cannot postpone the goose. But without Martha... Well, we might have to forget Martha. Here I am, Father! Martha! (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Tiny Tim. Oh, I'm so happy to see you all. It's so good to be home. Home. And now that we are all at last home for Christmas, the goose, the goose, we want to see the goose, the goose, the goose, we want to see the goose. All right, all right, calm yourselves, everyone. I will go retrieve our goose. I think this will be the most massive goose yet. <laughs> Perhaps as big as me. Or me. Or me. <laughs> At long last, the Christmas goose. Make way for the Christmas goose. I knew it. <laughs> it is as big as me. <clears throat> and now I propose a toast to Mr. Scrooge, the founder of our feast. Did you hear that, spirit? A toast to me. Founder of our feast, indeed. I wish I had him here. I'd give him a piece of my mind to feast upon, and I hope he'd have a good appetite for it. Oh, yes, Ebenezer. Quite the honour. My dear, the children, Christmas Day. What? The children, Christmas Day. (laughs) All right. I'll drink his health for your sake and the day's, not for his. Let us all be clear on that. Long life to him and Merry Christmas. He'll be very merry, I'm sure. To Mr. Scrooge. To Mr. Scrooge! A Merry Christmas to us all, my dears. There are presents in this world Meant for every boy and girl When they get them children grow Giving back to friends they know Love and kindness, sharing, caring These are gifts you cannot sell When you know them, come and tell Spread the joy and ring the bell Ring the bell, ring the bell Ring ding 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 a ding the bell Share these gifts with all who dwell So everyone can ring the bell Kindness comes from gentle patience Love is unconditional Sharing, caring, they are neighbours Bringing fellowship to all Ring the bell, ring the bell Ring ding 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 a ding the bell Share these gifts with all who dwell So everyone can ring the bell So everyone, so everyone, so everyone can ring the bell (laughs) Aha! Bet you can't get the bell! (laughs) You'll have to run faster than that to keep it away from me (laughs) Wait for me! I've got you, Tim! Come on! (laughs) And how did our Tim do today? As good as gold and better I'm not certain, Bob. You need not worry so much, love. I think he's been growing stronger as of late and and hardier. I can see it. The boy. Is he ill? Listen. He needs a doctor, Bob, and soon. I know, dear, but we've got no money for a doctor. Mother, I'm washed and ready for bed. Hurry, tomorrow is Christmas. I must go to sleep straight away. Very good, Tim. Let's get you tucked in tight. Spirit, tell me, will Tiny Tim live? I see a vacant seat and a crutch without an owner. 
If they cannot seek care for him soon, Tiny Tim will not live. No, spirit. Say he will be spared. If I may, in the words of a very good man of business, if he be like to die, then let him die and decrease the surplus population. Spirit, these are my own words you speak. Perhaps it is time to take stock in what the real surplus is, Mr. Scrooge, and where it is. It may be that in the sight of humankind, you are more worthless and less fit to live than the millions like this tiny child in his struggling family. And perhaps it is time to consider why they struggle so much, why they apparently do not meet your standards for having the right to live, as you yourself. I see. Do you? We will see. All right, darling. Rest your head. Good night, Mother. Merry Christmas. production, please consider making a tax-deductible donation, big or small, by visiting our website or Venmo us at at New Light Theatre Project. For monthly support, consider signing up through our Patreon page. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. All donations are earmarked for artist fees. A Ghost of Christmas Past is adapted and directed by Ashley Wasman with music direction, original music and lyrics by Kristen Hedberg, sound design by Zay Jarrett, sound editing by Matt Williams, and the sound engineer is Jim Ellentony. For a full list of the production and design team, orchestra, and cast, visit newlighttheaterproject.com.